Hi, this is John Walton, voice of the Washington Capitals, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but this has been quite possibly the worst fucking year ever. It's been pretty gross. I started thinking about this the other day. Um, actually, I did it today while I was in line to get my my vaccine. Um, what vaccine, may you ask? Yeah, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine. It's scary to think that the same kind of things that people were going through for polio, for the 1918 influenza pandemic, are still happening in 2020, in 2021, because we haven't learned anything. Because you still have people who are saying things like, oh, only sheep are getting vaccines. This is just, oh, this is no worse than the flu. It's just going to blow over. When the war, weather gets warm, it'll it'll burn it, it burn itself out. The weather got warm last year, and you know what it didn't do? It didn't burn it, fuck the self out. It didn't burn itself the fuck out. I can't even say the words. I'm so fucking angry. I'm, I'm appalled by how dumb our population is. But I do want to put in a caveat here. There's a certain sector of the population, Native Americans, for instance, uh, the African-American community, that got fucked by the government when it came to um, vaccines, immunizations. And, and like, if any group has any reason to doubt that the government is going to do something nice for them, it would be them. But the loudest, angriest, like contributors to this bullshit of anti-vax of like don't get yourself inoculated you don't need to wear masks like it's infringing upon my rights it's not those groups it's it's the angry fucking white people it's the people who decided that attacking the capital was the right decision after trump lost the election because they felt that somehow it was stolen from him even though there was no goddamn proof that's what's been the most frustrating thing for me in all of this COVID stuff is that people continue to deny it. People continue to downplay it. But not only that, they attack the things they claim that they love the most. I love freedom. Don't you love freedom? You know what comes with freedom? Fucking democracy. Being able to vote for who you feel is the right candidate. But you're going to attack that because the guy that you wanted to win didn't win. And like, it, it just, it's... I can't. I, I literally can't anymore because it's it's just so fucking gut-wrenching to think about. And, like, I wanted to start off with the bad. And the reason why I wanted to start off with the bad is because I want to end on a high note. And I want to talk about some of the good things that have come from this. But I wanted to go round table. MC, Rambo, whoever wants to go next, man. What is what is something that has just been, like, sickening to you that, that, that's been, like – Good Lord, this is where we're out. This is what this pandemic did. Instead of showing like the resiliency of of, of the American people, of the, the the resiliency of the human race, like we're just showing how fucking dumb we really are. Uh, so two things, uh, and both of them are things that I feel like I already knew pre-pandemic, but I feel like just in the last year or so, they've been kind of reinforced to the nth degree. The first is that this country is obnoxiously anti-science <laughs> and yeah. it's it it makes me very sad as someone who who, who uh, very much loves science and 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 do feel like 
we need to be investing more into science so that we can have breakthroughs like the one that led to the vaccine um, happening much faster than, than any other vaccine in, in history. Um, but like, it just seemed like from the from the onset, and and the, and the thing is, uh, what's the what's the phrase they use? A, a fish rise from the head down. I mean, yeah. you could tell just 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 based on leadership last year that the anti science sentiment was was just put on full display and then heightened with these daily press conferences contradicting what the science was telling us about how we should go about handling COVID. And the fact that like, yeah, of course, of course, there's going to be a lot of confusion as to what to do. We're literally figuring this out on the fly. Like we don't have a, we don't have a playbook for this. Like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to advise as best, as best we can with what we know in the time that we've been looking at this. And it just seemed like there was a real attack on the scientific community, whether it was specifically Dr. Fauci, who was getting a lot, a lot of negativity and even death threats because he was saying things that were upsetting people as far as what the science was telling us that we should do, you know, like wearing a mask, you know, washing your hands, practicing social distancing when you do have to leave your house, you know, like, and people just couldn't handle it. And that actually leads me to the second thing that really made me sad, which is that this country is full of hypocrites. And since that we claim that we care about our fellow our fellow people and people, you know, were very willy nilly like, fuck this. I don't want to wear a mask. You're infringing on me. You know, I, I, I should be able to not wear a mask in this place, even though I could potentially infect anyone in here and or infect people uh, that I live with. People didn't care. I, I really do feel like we, we, we saw examples in other parts of the world where people were like, oh, well, if it's going to help, you know, my fellow citizens, my neighbors, my family, for me to stay home and, you know, be safe and, and be smart and, 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 you know, follow the protocols and the rules that are set in place, then I'm going to do that. And lo and behold, you have places like New Zealand and even Australia at some point that were, you know, they, they were able to have concerts at full capacity. They would have sporting events at full capacity. Meanwhile, we're over here reiterating the same things we were saying a year ago. Hey, wear a mask. Hey, wash your hands. Hey, social distance. You know, try to keep, keep your distance uh, if you do have to be out and around other people. Be considerate of other people, because the wearing what were we saying about wearing masks? That is not so much to protect you, but it's to protect other people if you are someone who has it and perhaps maybe asymptomatic. And we, even just as recently as two weeks ago, are seeing people, you know, purposely ripping masks off off of people. There's a girl in California who's facing like 16 months in prison uh, for for assaulting an Uber driver because she ripped his mask off because he was trying to tell her and her friends, hey, you need to wear a mask if you're going to be in my car. And it just it just it, it just 
like we, we, we say all of these things here about caring about our fellow men and women and saying that we care about people and that we're the greatest country on earth. And the last year shows that that's not true because every which way you turn, you're finding people who show how much they literally don't care about other people. And despite all of the tales of people who didn't listen and then two weeks later had an obituary, people were still like, you know what? I'm still going to go party in Miami. I'm still going to go, go, I'm still going to go, you know, uh, have a house party with a thousand people. You know, I still need to, to go to my mega church with a, a couple thousand people in here. Um, because you know, because I, I need to go like, I, I can't, I can't be safe. I can't care about others and protect myself and my family and, and other people to try to help slow the spread of this virus. Nope. I'm going to ignore all of the science. I'm going to ignore all the awful stories of people who caught it because they didn't want to listen to science, ignoring the awful stories of people who caught strays because they caught COVID because of someone else's recklessness. And they didn't care about that either. So, I mean, the, the last year has it's, it's been really frustrating because I've, 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 I feel like I've gotten into it with so many people that I care about because I feel like I care more about their own health and well-being than they do, considering they still want to, you know, have house parties and, and get-togethers where, you know, not worried about wearing masks or where other people have been. I had a friend. I had a friend just uh, a week ago, who was who was up here visiting um, their family up here, and their sister uh, decided they wanted to go party in Virginia because Virginia apparently is enclosed. And it's just it's stuff like that that is it, disappointing. It's sad. It makes me feel crazy because I feel like one of only a handful of people that are still like, hey it's probably not the smartest idea to do these things because we're still in a pandemic right now. It's probably it's like as much as I want to. And I even told you guys, I've, t I've turned down performance opportunities, which sucks because it's literally my favorite thing to do. And I've turned down performance opportunities because I don't feel like it's, it's going to be safe enough to, to, to go out and about. And, you know, it just feels like even with the vaccine rollout being what it is, people are just rushing uh, to just get back to normalcy, even despite the fact that there's a lot that we still don't know and that there's no there's no protocols for stuff. We've talked about all the conventions that are scheduled for later this year. And what are they going to do with that? And we're only what four four months away and they there's no plan no public plan about protocols and you know how you're gonna handle it like it's it just ma it makes me really sad and the last the last year really has worn on like my mental health because i legitimately just feel crazy sometimes like i'm one one of a handful of people that still care about you know not accidentally infecting people not accidentally infecting people i live with like even though I would love to, you know, go meet up with people. I would love to be able to hug my friends and family. <laughs> I would love to go to go do these things. I would love to go hang out with you guys because I feel like I haven't seen you all in forever and a day. Yeah. And, you know, like 
it, it just, it just the, the last year has just been really difficult and frustrating and, and just saddening because of all of that. Yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And I think that your point that like, man, do we like if you had a list of things that like, quote unquote, American patriots hate the most um, fucking Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. Yeah. Um, that would be num- that would be up there. Um, communism, we hate communism. Um, oh wait, no, socialism. socialism. Can't stand yeah. socialism, and and science. Man, we fucking hate science. And like, I just, it's it's so baffling to me that people are like, well, we can't listen to the CDC because we don't trust them. Like right now, the big debate on Capitol Hill is between Rand Paul. A guy who is an ophthalmologist who lost his license and then created a platform to give himself back his license and made the vice president of that platform his wife uh, and the chair members, um, friends and family members, um, so that he could still be considered a doctor. He was kicked out for being a shitty doctor. He's fighting with Dr. Anthony Fauci. The head of, like, the the epidemiologist who's been running the fucking show who knows more about this stuff than anybody else, and people are siding with Rand Paul. Like, why? Are you fucking insane? I'm hearing terms like COVID fatigue or um, quarantine fatigue, like pandemic (laughs) fatigue. They're tired of it. No shit, we're all tired of it. Yeah, we're all fucking tired. But, like... It, this just seems like it, it's like a fucking it's like Groundhog's Day, man, because it's repeating itself. I'm watching the same goddamn things happen on spring break that happened last year. And like nobody fucking cares. And like it's just it's it's I think what makes it even worse, though, is like there's even things that I don't understand about it. Like I don't understand somebody at work brought this up the other day and, and I was trying to I didn't have a good answer for him. I was like, honestly, I don't know. If you and I, let's say Rambo and I both have our vaccine, gotten both doses, and we say, MC, hang out with us, but you haven't gotten yours yet. Is there anything wrong with that? The thing we don't, the thing that we don't know is even if, even if you both are vaccinated, they, they're still unsure of whether you can still carry and potentially infect someone else, even though you yourself might be okay. There it is. Okay. So we don't know yeah. if we could potentially spread it. Yeah, if you can still vaccinated. if you can still if you can still carry it, even if you yourself are protected against it. That's it's that's not, it's it, not gonna kill us, but the person who's not vaccinated, we could carry it and infect yeah. you. Yeah, that's obviously. Yeah, that's the thing Fa- Dr. Fauci has been saying that like we can't really know we we can't really know until like time passes and we can we can see for ourselves like whether or not, you know, people can can be okay in that scenario knowing that, you know, you both can't like oh like even if you get it, you can't infect us because you're vaccinated. Like yeah. there's this stuff that we just we just don't know and we also don't know how long protection will last, you know, between the shots? Like, when is, like, are you protected for just a couple months? Are you protected for, like, a full year? Like, they, they're still unsure about just how long is, how long between um, shots it needs to be for you to continue to, to be protected. Yeah. Rambo, weigh in, man. Let me know how how you're feeling about this. Like, what's the, what's the thing that's just been, like, the most, like, 
disheartening to you about all of this shit? It's, <clears throat> I mean, I, this isn't, this isn't new. You guys have both covered this territory pretty well. Um, so there's, there's definitely another thing I wanted to talk about as well, but the selfishness, um, of people like, you know, you want to, I think there is an, there's a, there, and there still is enough of an optimist in me. Like you can't be a big Superman fan and not be hopeful. Um, the degree to which you hope that people are going to come together and do the right thing, particularly when the right thing is, it requires so little of you. Um, like no one was expected to, um, like open their homes to people. No one was asked to, um, I mean, I, I can't even think of like, like, the the solution to to covid wasn't okay you all have to dig a swimming pool sized hole in your backyard that's it that's the whole thing if you if you can if you do that then the disease will go away um like there was no real manual labor involved there was no um it wasn't this huge mystery it was as simple as like if you don't have to go out don't go to go out if you do go out, stay as far away from people as you can and keep a mask on. That's it. That's all you had to do. Hang out um, at home for two weeks. That yeah. was too much. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think about this and I'm like, you... That was... That, that, you still had people who just weren't willing to like I, I got it when it was like the first couple weeks because it just seemed like you know th there's that sort of base denial of like this isn't really that bad um like i like very early on i was one of those who was like i mean it's it's the flu like people get the flu and they get sick and not long after that it was like oh no no this is this is so much worse um this is like the flu if you are a three-year-old child or a 90-year-old man. Um, and so, yeah, the the fact that so many people were just unwilling to do the absolute bare minimum and then used all this bullshit to justify it. Today, um, Katie was telling me about somebody uh, she was talking to, a friend of hers works at Petco, and some guy came in without a mask on, and when he was told to put one on, uh, he said, I have pneumonia, and because I have pneumonia, I don't have to wear a mask. So, first of all, that's not true. You're, right. you're lying. You're a liar who is unwilling to, again, do the bare minimum. You're not going to spend hours in Petco. You're going in to, like, buy some dog food. If it takes more than 20 minutes, you need professional help from someone in the store. But you couldn't be bothered to put on a mask for that amount of time. Um, and then apparently, like, he doubled down when he was like, you need to call. You're going to have to call the police. I'm not going to do it. You have to call the cops. Like, oh, you're you're this is a stunt you don't actually have any real problems to deal with. 
Uh, or if you do, you're disregarding them entirely. And you've decided you're going to spend the rest of your, your day just being an asshole. I'm just going to go around business to business and see who I can piss off uh, and see who is doing what I deem to be the right thing. Um, okay. All right. Uh, oh, to be you and to have that kind of time on my hands. Um, but yeah, like the, the selfishness was was really a huge part of it. Um, and that was really depressing. But I, I think the thing that I guess surprised me the most um, was the degree to which people are scared in this country. And I, I mean by that... Um, the 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 willingness to rely on and to seek out misinformation to justify actions based in fear because if anyone wasn't sure every person that has been going on about how the virus isn't real and it's a conspiracy and it's all made up um, or, or it's, 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 you know, it's all the, you know, the government's trying to put, you know, fucking microchips in us and, uh, it's all organized. All of that comes from a fear of reality. And what I mean by that is, um, it is much more comforting to think that you know, the the American government has partnered with China to spread a global hoax um, for, you know, purposes, question mark, uh, in order, uh, you know, for, yeah, for reasons um, that will keep people indoors for as long as possible, will make them scared, uh, will, will, you know, more easily mollify them and, and, and uh, or, 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 present yourself as the hero so that you can control things. Um, that is much more comforting because that requires organization, that requires logic and reason and processes, and those can all be disrupted, right? Those could be taken down. You could stop those people. You could throw a wrench in the gears of that machine. But the reality is there is a virus that doesn't have any emotions, it doesn't have any political affiliations, it doesn't care what your racial ethnicity is, all it wants to do is propagate. And it does this by attacking your lungs and your respiratory system, um, causing you to create more and more of itself and spread that around, and maybe you die from it. And for the longest time, there was there was no vaccine. There was nothing you could really do about it, aside from hope that your body burns it out. Um, so that idea that it's totally random and that anyone can get it, um, you know, even even if you follow these, because that's the, that's the other thing. All of the recommendations that we've had from everybody about everything have been 99.99999% effective because all it would take was someone who was sick to cough in their hand, 
hand you the bag of food that you just bought, and you touch that and wipe your mouth, congratulations, you're sick. Oh, you were quarantining for three months? You you didn't go outside, you didn't see anybody else? Um, you you were incredibly careful or if you did go outside you you had like triple masks on you were you know plus a face shield plus like gloves that you were also like you know using hand sanitizer over top of awesome um you can still get sick it's incredibly unlikely like the chances are super low but in the same way that like condoms aren't 100 percent effective um neither is this uh it, it just drops the odds way further in your favor right. um that's fucking terrifying that's really scary and you don't have control over that reality so this idea these ideas that people are subscribing to these conspiracy theories and oh it's just made up or all this bullshit is all based in control and fear and i guess i didn't really understand the degree to which all these people um, weren't willing to acknowledge that you don't have control over your environment in the way that they think they do. And that is really unsettling for a lot of people. Um, and it's caused a lot of people to, to act out in really big, stupid ways. Like a lot of people have been reacting like cornered animals where they're getting, where they're like really swelling up and they're being really aggressive um, because they don't know what else to do. They're unwilling to um, really listen and examine what's going on, uh, examine what's going on and, and how they can be effective in, in helping other people. They're incredibly selfish. Um, you know, the, I, mean, I mean, like MC said earlier, the, the, the story of, you know, I, I can think of like half a dozen off the top of my head instances of people, of, of like Facebook posts where it would be like three images and it would be ah this virus is bullshit it's not real followed by oh my god i got sick pray for me followed by an obituary like it happened all the time um and and you know there, there's there's articles plural of nurses talking about being on covid wards where the people who are dying from it are like, this can't be happening. This isn't real. The, the virus doesn't exist. While they're sick. Like, at that point, you're you're too far gone in every sense of the phrase. Um, and so, yeah, that's been that's been really disheartening and really frustrating. And, and particularly like, you know, like y'all said before about New Zealand. I look at them and I'm like, if we had just managed to stay inside for like three months, if the government actually gave a shit and we stayed inside for about three months, we would be done with this. Yeah. And instead, you know, we had our one year anniversary. We're going to be dealing with this at a minimum through December. Um, and this might just be to some degree, the new norm, um, in terms of, you know, there will be, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the first time I saw it, it was just like, 
oh, of course that's going to be the situation. It's like there's cold, there's cold season, there's flu season, there's COVID season. Like, you know, it, it's it's past the point of like, did you get your flu shot? Where you're like, ah, whatever, I'll shit myself. I don't give a shit. You know, I'll I'll have a I'll have a head cold. I'll throw up a couple times. Whatever. Uh, instead of it's going to be like, oh, did you did you get your COVID shot? Because if not, you're going to have permanent respiratory problems and lose your ability to taste. Yeah. Um, that really fucking sucks. And that is really awful. And that all comes back to fear. People being too scared uh, to to act like adults and to act rationally. I want to, um, um, real quick, I want to read... Um, a Facebook message that I got from somebody. I'm not going to name names because it's not fair. Because this person, it was not a denier of this thing. They were like, they were trying to stay safe as best as they could, but they had to go to work. Their their significant other had to go to work. Like, and that's how they ended up getting it because the one of their workplaces had really really lax laws because they're in a state that doesn't really keep, like crack down on this. But they had COVID. They're now clear of it, but this is what they said. Um, I haven't been able to smell since January. My sinuses always feel like I smell smoke. I don't smell smoke. I just feel like I do. And it's fucking weird. Under, think about that for just a quick second. For anybody who hasn't had COVID, who maybe doubts that this shit is real still at this point. Imagine how weird that must be. I smell smoke. Is there anything on fire? No. Your sense of smell is permanently damaged, or at least not permanently damaged, long-term damaged. You know, like th- th- that doesn't fucking freak you out. That doesn't bother you that you may never be able to breathe the same way, that your brain may no longer function the same way, because that's another symptom too. Permanent brain damage, permanent liver damage. No, fuck all that, right? Who cares, right? Because you you have to you have to go to Miami Beach for for spring break. It's it, like you know what it is. It's it's that feeling of it, it won't happen to me. Like it's happening to all these other people, but it, but not me. And it's not and and it's a it's a really shitty lesson to have to learn. But for a lot of people, I mean that's what that's it's literally that. They operate as if it can't happen to them until it does. And then they feel really bad about the fact that it happened to them because they can realize how reckless uh, that they've been and and how and, and with COVID especially, because like just to, just think about like when we were hearing these stories about one sick person went to a church in Northwest DC and 500 people got sick. Like, like it's it, it's crazy. You mean to tell me that God isn't everywhere? <laughs> that I mean, God it's, only it's... hears your that God only hears your prayers when you're at that particular building. <laughs> it's more of a, a fine tuning of or of sorts. Like you know, he he can hear you from wherever, but you're really up close to the mic when you're at the church. I'm just saying, if he's omniscient, then he can see all and hear all, and it doesn't fucking matter where he is, but, but it, or where you are, but whatever, you know? I understand exactly. that it's a communal thing, but, like, you know what else is a communal thing? The fucking COVID virus. It's exactly what MC said, though, man. Like, it's, it's you know, even, even if it's dangerous, even if it's a problem, I'm special. Nothing's going to hurt me. Um, 
And like, you know, let's dip into this little bit of controversy for a second. Um, the, the, the kind of person who's going to go to church sick probably already feels like, well, you know, I'm blessed. Oh, so yeah. who, how could this possibly affect me negatively? Um, yeah, no, it can't happen. Okay. There's nothing to say to you then. All I can say is keep your fucking distance. You know what this sounds like? White privilege is what it sounds like. And yes, I know that's a buzzword, and I'm sure people are rolling their eyes. Because let me tell you, when, when I released one of our podcasts, uh, there was a comment on our website that got deleted immediately. They were like, oh, um, I heard you guys bashing on Trump, and uh, I had to roll my eyes at the virtue signaling. Delete. Don't care. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we're virtue signaling that Trump was a piece of shit. Good, fucking wonderful. Congratulations. Like... What what is what is DJ Khaled say? Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, like okay, cool. Now we know you're a piece of shit too. Like only people who have never had anything to struggle with in their life would take the most minute of challenges and take it as a infringement upon their freedom. You think that having to stay home for two weeks, you think that having to wear a mask in public, you think having to wash your hands, to use sanitizer, to not get close to people, that that's an infringement upon your rights? Boy, have you led a sheltered fucking life. You've gotten to do everything you've ever wanted to do, and this is the first time anybody's ever told you no. Wow. And man, people are showing their asses about it. I definitely think those people are there. But... In much the same way that it got really comfortable to say, um, you know, that all of the people who stormed the Capitol are all fucking, you know, hillbillies and shit who, who all, you know, ate to the back of a pickup driving into D.C. Um, as opposed to the very, very numerous amounts of people who not just flew there, but some of them flew there on private jets. Oh, yeah. Um, the ones that had government contractor jobs who took paid leave to go. Yeah. Oh, no, sure. I'm well aware. It wasn't just fucking hillbillies and rednecks, just like it's not just people who were of white privilege. There's another sect of it. I'm just saying I saw a lot of that shit. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, I, I, I think it's it's it comes back to um, American exceptionalism, um, which I, I was talking to Katie the other day about that uh, and the idea that. Or, or I, it just struck me funny, like the way that that phrase has has kind of changed over time, where um, it's it's. I mean, and this could be just me copying my own ignorance in terms of just not knowing what it originally meant. Uh, but the way that it now means um, this shouldn't apply to me. I should be. I'm special. I'm different. Um, I I couldn't pot like yeah well, of course those rules are all very important but those are for other people and that is a state of mind that can apply across the board regardless of of uh, of, of ethnicity or, or 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 you know financial standing or or anything else like no, no no i'm special i'm i'm better than other people 
Um, that's and something that happens to other people. That literally is what it is, because like it, it, by definition, the, I'm gonna read it from from Wikipedia if you want to look it up yourself. American exceptionalism is a theory that the United States is inherently different from other nations. This ah, stems, yes, okay. This stems from its emergence from the American Revolution, becoming what the political scientists refer to as the first new nation, developing a unique American ideology, uh, ideology Americanism. The ideology is based on liberty, equality before the law, individual responsibility, republicanism, representative democracy, and laissez-faire economics. Laissez-faire meaning like, eh, it'll take care of itself. Like, that's that's American exceptionalism. That's like, it's more important. Equality before law, also known as equality under the law, is the principle that each independent being must be treated equally by the law and that all are subject to the same laws of justice. I want to point this out real fucking quick. Okay, you're going to talk about American exceptionalism, but you literally see that there's a different justice system for white people and people of color? Oh, fuck all of that noise. There's no such thing as American exceptionalism. But I am 100% with you, man. You know what it means? It means I'm special and I don't have to follow the rules because mommy and daddy have never ever said anything to me about it. No, this is I'm well, and 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 the people that you know, I would think, I I think at least for the, for the majority of people who think that they're so much better, they don't see that there's different justice systems. No, there's one, and it's just and it works and it always works in my favor, because I'm good, even if I do something bad, it was a mistake. That's an, that that it's an exception, not not and not the rule. Yeah, I want. There's been a real opera of episode. <laughs> I know, right? I want to do this because this is that was the perfect that was the perfect pivot point. There have actually been some good things that came from this. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that came from it, and it's selfish in a way, and it made me feel bad actually for a really long time, until somebody reminded me that what we do here at GGR is providing a service. We're giving people entertainment. We're giving people an escape. Not tonight, you know. We're talking about COVID. Um, but like for the most part, we talk about things that are uplifting. We do things that are uplifting. We, we create a community so that we don't have to worry about this stuff, but really a safe place, a place where people know that they can talk about things without having to worry about people shouting them down or questioning their, their the things they love or the things that they like. This group, this podcast, this website has really come into its own in the last 12 months. And I've seen people step up in ways that I had really only dreamed of. And it's become something that I had envisioned early on, that it was going to be a communal effort. I've seen from you, Rambo. I've seen it from you, MC. I've seen you guys take on a bigger responsibility in what this thing means because it's not – it's not a tangible thing. You can't say GGR and and hold it in your hand and look at it and be like, man, this thing's fucking awesome. It's it's an intangible thing. It's a feeling. It's a it, it's a community. Again, you can't touch it. And like the fact that you guys took this on, the the fact that like you continue to want to be part of this shows that there's something good here. And like that means the world to me. And the fact that like we saw a massive response from people that people want to hear what we have to say and i joke about it you know people want to hear the dumb shit that comes out of my mouth (laughs) like that's still that's still awesome to me that i'm never going to get tired of that i'm never going to downplay that and be like oh it's you know whatever i can do whatever i want it's a responsibility to me but that being said without getting into like great detail it was a blessing and a curse we were really, really excited because we're up on the one-year anniversary of us celebrating that we were going to be having our first panel at AwesomeCon. 
because of things that were revealed because we couldn't go to awesome con it's actually a really good thing that we didn't go to awesome con because that could have been a fucking nightmare based on things that we found out about people that we worked with and like Oof. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not Seriously. great just imagine the conversation that we had on the podcast but in front of like i don't know 100 people in an auditorium <laughs> holy yeah. shit that would have been fucking weird and awkward and thank god it didn't happen but again like it was it was a good thing that we found out what we found out before we had a big public event um we found out who really is an ally to us too we found some some amazing new you know contributors in this in this process as well and i've i've learned more about my son because i've been home much much more like i feel like we're closer now than we were before we were always close but like i know more about him we have funny conversation this motherfucker we're sitting at the kitchen table and i told him i was like hey you gotta take a shower tonight and he was like i don't want to take a shower i was like that's cool hang on i'm checking my watch to see if i give a shit and he was like he was like hang on let me check my calculator let me do some calculations and he punches in and he goes oh yeah you suck and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like i have never been prouder of this kid that was fucking funny as hell like these are the things that like i'm learning about him that i'm just enjoying the shit out of man and like I honestly think that my family, me, Sandy, Jax, Chelsea, we've gotten closer. I feel like the same thing with you guys. I feel like we've gotten closer as friends because of this shared, I, I've talked about it before with the military. Like there's a certain amount of like brotherhood that comes with it because you're in the suck together. And that's kind of what this has been too, because we yeah. all know that we share the same values. And we're like, look, as much as I want to see you guys, like I'd rather everybody be vaccinated before we do that. And everybody's like fucking same dude. Like, we're all on the same page and we want to get through this together and we're not willing to sacrifice that by doing something stupid out of desperation. So honestly, that's been my silver lining in all of this is that I've, I've really solidified like who my family and who my friends are. And like, that's been kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, okay. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a, it's been kind of a similar thing for me. Um, as, as bad as the last year has been, there's also there's there's been a ton of positive. I mean, I mean the one of the most notable ones is uh, helping to grow this awesome website and community that we've we've created. Like, I really feel like I've bonded with a lot of the people, including the both of you. Um, in the last year, you know, through doing this, through our interactions and in our group chats and, and, and in, the, in the group itself, um, I'm pretty, pretty grateful um, for that. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, our numbers have been pretty awesome, to say the least. That's been pretty awesome. Um, I've got I feel like I've I've done a good job of really uh, spending more time with my parents because you know like they're they're getting up there in age and like i really felt like pre-covid like i've i wasn't really seeing them all that often because you know i'm getting up early as hell getting up before they're up and i'm i'm leaving to go to work and by the time i get back assuming i'm coming straight home and not and i don't have something to do after work 
you know, like I, I might see them for a couple minutes here and there. I mean, there were there was a time where I went almost a uh, almost a week without seeing my dad, and he lives right above me. Um, so like I've, I've been grateful that I've been able to spend a lot more time with them, um, and just you know, kind of enjoying it, just kind of not taking it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I really do think you know one of my biggest fears is is losing them, and I've I've been very fearful over COVID. Whenever either of them has had to leave the house for for whatever reason, and uh, they're both vaccinated now, which which you know makes me very very happy to to say, but um, I've been very glad to to just spend more time with them, spend more time with this fluffy dog of mine who gets on my nerves and is giving me puppy eyes as we speak because <laughs> he's. He, uh, he, he really wants to jump on my lap, but I'm sitting at my my brand new desk and can't really do that right now. Can't really give him my attention. But I've thoroughly enjoyed, you know, training him and just spending more time with him. I really think he's getting he's spoiled. And, like, whenever life is normal again and I have to leave regularly, he's not going to be a big fan of it. But that's been great. I've made it. I really do feel like I've been able to kind of – I mean, like I've been fortunate enough to to still be working over the course of over the course of the last year, um, and I've I've been able to kind of get myself straight financially, which is which has been great. I've been able to indulge on a number of things that I, you know, probably would not buy under normal circumstances. Right. But <laughs> so many fucking t-shirts. So many uh, t-shirts. I've I've <laughs> I feel like I've replaced almost every shirt in my dresser. <laughs> with stuff that I've bought, like at, at least at, le- at least two at least two of my drawers are filled with stuff that I just bought in the last year. My closet is full of uh, is full of hoodies that I bought in the last year. Uh, pretty soon it'll be filled with cosplay stuff that I just bought <laughs> um, for you know whenever all this is is over with. Um, but I, I've been I've been I feel like I've just been really fortunate to to. You know, be in a place where I can afford to splurge a little bit. You know, whenever my folks have needed anything, I've been able to say, "Yeah, yeah, I got it. Of course. Yeah, you know what? You know what's a what's a hundred dollars now? Whatever. You know." And like two years pre-COVID, I'd been like hundred dollars. Oh fuck, I don't want to spend hundred dollars now. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's coming back. <laughs> Which is, which is, and like, I'm not saying that to like as a brag or a flex, but like, I, I really do feel pretty grateful because I know a lot of people who lost their jobs and uh, have had difficulty in trying to navigate, you know, being able to cover and take care of bills and basic necessities. And I've been really fortunate to, to be able to take care of that and, and also splurge. And also, just, you know, it wasn't like this at the beginning of quarantine, but I've, I really do think that I've been able to also spend a lot more time kind of indulging, you know, the things I really like. You know, I feel like I've kind of fallen back in love with music in a way that I wasn't really feeling back when, you know, I was getting up and going to work every day. And I was having to find like little 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there where I can actually like work on something and try to do something. Um, I picked up new stuff like DJing. you know, just because I did something I've always really enjoyed doing. Um, so as terrible as last year has been, because we've all been stuck here and we've had to witness, 
you know, 50, over 50,000 people lose their lives when, you know, with, with adequate measures, that number could be much, much lower than what it is. I feel very grateful and, and, and feel like there's a lot of good that's come from it. Um, and, you know, even if I'm going to end up being stuck at home for another year, <laughs> as we, you know, attempt to get this vaccine rollout and eventually, you know, open stuff back up. Um, I, I just, I feel like, you know, there's, there's been good and I'm happy that I'm at a place that I can recognize that there's been good, uh, despite all of the death and despair and, and just devastation that's been going on. Dude, fucking well said, man. Like... Yeah, like it's it's just it's nice to be reminded of things that I forgot and the thing in my little diatribe that I had. Like, yeah, yeah. fucking fucking having a job is is a, is a blessing in this circumstance. I don't even know what the right word is for for this shit. You know, like <laughs> I'm fortunate as shit that I have that I've had a job the entire time. But not only that, that like they seem to think that I'm good enough to keep giving more money. So yeah, like it's yeah. it's awesome, Rambo. Um, well, let's see. Uh, let's first acknowledge, uh, as previously said, um, this year has been fucking awful as a whole. Um, and that these are exceptions, not the rules, um, or the norm. But, uh, from a, a work standpoint, this year has been the most successful I've ever been. Um, when everything first started, I was working at Victory Comics, uh, still love Victory. I went by there today to pick up my sub. Um, it's a wonderful shop, but you know, working retail in, in a pandemic is, uh, <laughs> a little, you know, unsettling, a little nerve wracking. Um, and so I, I, I made the decision to... Um, to lead the shop. Um, I'm going to have to be a little vague when I talk about certain work things, but uh, I, an opportunity I had been waiting for for a long time had come through for me um, in December of 2019. And I had been dragging my feet looking for work um, up through the beginning of 2020. Um, and at the end of April, I decided, uh, or I, I had decided, uh, uh, beforehand, but the end of April is when I, I finished my employment with victory. Um, and I went on employment and I started really looking for work in earnest and it was hard. It was really tough. Um, I applied to well over a hundred jobs, um, got maybe five-ish interviews um and none of them panned out initially um and it sucked but while all that was going on because of the unemployment bonus that was added um i actually had savings for the first time in my entire life um we were able i, I was i was making more money not working than I was if I had stayed at my job. Um, and that was really eye-opening for a couple reasons. Um, 
not the least of which was like oh no and i had like a decent paying job too like this is really bad everything is really bad all of this is fucking awful um but uh yeah so so i i was i was actually managing to 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 bank money in a way that i never been able to um and me and katie and some friends of ours uh took a little vacation we made sure to you know follow protocol as best we could everybody quarantined for a couple weeks before we went um and when i got back i had gotten a call from one of the recruiters that i talked to before there was this one job that i you know there are times when you're you you think like oh man i did really well or oh that interview went really badly but you're never really quite sure um I fucking nailed the interviews that I had with this company, um, to the point where like um, one of the per- one of the people that I was talking to, because it was never it was never less than three people I was talking to at any given time. Um, one of the guys was like, "Hey, you went to this school. Do you know this person or this person?" I was like, "Yeah, I know them. Um, I, I did." Um, and they were like, oh, we fucking love them. They're the best. We've been trying to get them back for, you know, for, for months now. And I was like, yeah, they're great guys and all this shit. Um, and that was at the end of the interview. That was all after everything had, had like gone super well. And the conversation had been had been really productive and fantastic. And it came down to me and one other person. And um, the company wanted to hire me, but it was a contract. Uh, contract job and, and the, the client decided hey this other person has proper experience with uh, the kind of job we're going to be doing and so they went with them and it was a situation where it almost was more infuriating to lose the job to the more competent and more experienced person um, because there's nothing you can do about that there's no justification you can give yourself of like, well, fuck them. They made a mistake. No, they made they made the proper decision. <laughs> they did the smart thing. <laughs> that is 100% what they should have done. It How was just dare they? Make totally out of my control. <laughs> business decisions, sons of bitches. Yeah, and, and like it it, 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 it stung a little worse um, because the, yeah, there was there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got this phone call um, after we got back from this little vacation, uh, and. It was a recruiter from that company, and they were like, "Hey, this short-term contract has opened up, and we immediately thought of you. Are you available?" And the answer was a resounding "Fucking, of course I am. I am doing nothing. Um, why would I not be available? Let's do this thing." Get me there um, in forty-five minutes. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was, and it's, it's, it was all work from home. It was all design work. Um, it was all stuff that I've basically been training for since I was in my early 20s late teens um, and I mean don't get me wrong it, it was it, the, the work proper was was out of my wheelhouse uh, like I'm, I'm I was working on stuff that I, I had never you know made before but you know the baseline concept of, of graphic design is pretty much the same across the board depending on you know, it doesn't really matter what you're working on it's about communicating ideas as effectively as possibly, as effectively as possible, uh, and as quickly as possible. Um, 
And then that temp job turned into a full-time gig. And I am now a full-time employee of this company. Um, fucking dope, dude. I am... It's so fucking surreal to be in a position where I am not looking at my finances in terms of, like, I really need this check to hit because if I don't, I'm going to overdraft. Um, I have been able to... Um, help friends uh and, and and a couple instances to help strangers uh i i've i've been able to see a couple people online being like you know i i, I really need like 20 dollars for groceries and i can just send somebody 20 bucks without giving it a second thought um it is 100 what i've always wanted to be able to do um and i'm finally in that position um and and it's also given me a weird insight into uh the 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 minds of richer people like i'm by no means rich now um but i am much more comfortable than i was before uh i'm able to save money which is fucking surreal uh so weird isn't it it's the strangest goddamn thing to have like money you're not spending um yeah. Wait, I paid all my bills. Hang on. What is this? What's all this extra shit? Oh, I guess I go do with this. Yeah, I guess I need to go buy all this stuff. And then like after like a month or two, that like burning desire, like I have to get rid of this, just kind of fades. And you're like, yeah, okay, I can just I can just have this. That's weird. I get to have um, nice things. Wow. Huh. It's uh it has been incredible. I've been incredibly fortunate, um, particularly in a situation and a, um, uh, a place where a lot of people have been really unfortunate. And I'm, I am intimately aware of the fact that this has gone really, really well for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's particularly strange when, you know how badly it's gone for other people and it's going like not just well for you uh or rather not not just not badly but actually really well um so yeah i i uh i'm making more money than i ever have and i have health insurance um like an adult and it's very strange and honestly if if I hadn't felt like I needed to quit my retail job, I would have been half-assing looking for work. Uh, I would have just been like, you know, very casual about it. And I probably would have missed all of these interviews um, because, you know, don't anybody get it twisted. Looking for a new job is a job. Yeah. It's, it's so much fucking work. And it can be a beatdown too. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I said, I so so for, for unemployment, you have to look at X number of jobs per week, right? Right. Um, and you have to upload like, you know, what's their address? Like how did you find this job? You know, who did you talk to and all this shit. So I still have a spreadsheet of like every position I, I applied to. So I can tell you exactly how many jobs I applied to. And you know, one of the, the columns I have is uh, result. And, you know, the vast majority of those are either no response 
or rejected. And that shit weighs on you. Um, particularly, like, I started, I started in earnest looking for work at the beginning of May. I didn't get this job until the end of September. Good Lord. That's a long fucking time, wow. man. And, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very aware of how fortunate I've been. Um, and it's crazy to think that, like, had it not been for COVID, you may not have even gotten, like, you would have been comfortable staying where you were. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. 100%. Uh, like I said, this opportunity, I've been, I've been, wait, I've been waiting two years to hear back about something. Um, and it finally came through. And so it became this thing of like, okay, you now have no excuse not to find something else. And retail had been my my kind of like comfort food for a long time. Like, you know, there's definitely problems with it, but I'd done it for so long that I knew it inside now. Um, and now it was like, okay, you've been a big fish in a small pond for a while now. Let's head out to the ocean. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's scary. Why would I? Why would I do that? That's <laughs> easy, doesn't? Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's. I liken it to the reason I went to college. Yeah. Um, I would not have gone to school if my mom hadn't died. That happened at the exact right time to kick me in the ass. Um, it was a perfect confluence of events um, where she passed away. Uh, I had a really rough situation with my family and, uh, viewing how, how I was dealing with my grief and how they were dealing with their grief. And I got this call from the Art Institute. Um, but you know, a total random, like, you know, Oh, we haven't talked to you in a while. And I was like, I haven't talked to y'all in like a year. They're like, yeah, we like to give people time to think about it. I'm like, bullshit. My name popped back up in a fucking registry or some shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got that call on a, like a Tuesday, the following Monday, I started classes. Um, wow. so it happened lightning fast and like, there were problems with me at school. Like there were issues that I had to deal with in terms of like, you know, why did I really come here? Is this something I really want to be doing? And, I, and there are definitely regrets involved in that. But if not for that, like I wouldn't be, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I wouldn't be living with the woman I love. I wouldn't have the job I have. I wouldn't be able to do any of these things. Um, I'd still be living in fucking PG, you know, not, not on my father's couch anymore because he's fucking dead too. Um, like I wouldn't, I, I have no idea what my life would be like if not for that. Um, and it's, it's, it's very similar with this last year. It, it was rough and it hurt and it was very unpleasant at times. Um, but the end result has been, you know, a really incredible success. And I, I am really grateful for that. Yeah. I, I think that that's, we'll kind of end on, on that note. I think that, we, we wanted to show something here. Um, we wanted to celebrate this dubious anniversary um, because it's been a trying time for all of us, but it's also been a fortunate time for those of us here at GGR because we've been able to grow and we've been like, we've been fortunate. That's the other thing too, is I do not want to discount that at all. 
I think every, all three of us would, would readily admit that we are fortunate to be in the situations that we're in. And we were lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time for some for some things. I, I didn't really mention it, but like to, to kind of tie in with Rambo, I did the same thing. I made a giant move at my at my job that I was kind of afraid to do. And I ended up getting the position that I wanted, and it's been exactly what I had hoped it would be. And I was afraid to move up, big fish in a little pond, you know, like exactly like he was saying. But it's the same thing with the website, you know. We want to move up. We want to do greater things. We want to try to make a difference in this world because that's ultimately what it comes down to is I don't want to be one of those people that looks at all the things that are going on in the world and thought to myself, man, I should have said something. No, I'm going to fucking say something. I'm going to be on the right side of history because I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to defend those that need to be defended. And like oftentimes I look at it and you look at the people who are in power, you know, speak, what do they say? Speak truth to power. I think is what this is how the phrase goes. That's what we should be doing. And instead of trying to attack those who are lesser than us or who we think is somehow taking something from us. And that's, that's the problem is that's the mindset that too many people have in this country. I don't know if we have enough time for it. There was a really funny thing that uh, Rambo had posted. <laughs> it's March. It's March Madness time. We we who doesn't like a good fucking bracket? Um, I think it would be funny if we did a couple of these though. Um, this is called the greatest average American. So it, the premise of this, I'm assuming, is basically like, hey, look at all this basic shit that like <laughs> fucking average Joe schmoes fucking love, and they put them in the brackets. And they have them going up against each other. And I, I fucking think it's hilarious. And I want to, to, to give uh, further context. Yeah. Um, this is from a comedian named Nate, uh, Nate Bargetzi, who is hysterically funny. And he has a special on Netflix that just dropped very recently uh, called Greatest Average American. Gotta and watch as, it. Okay. As promo for it, like Great they end. did this bracket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he is a really, really funny guy, and this will be like his second or third special. Um, yeah, he has a whole like <laughs> his first album has a photo of him and his dad uh, when Nate was like you know six, and his dad uh, was a magician and a clown. Um, so it is this photo of his dad in full clown makeup, uh, and Nate like as an adorable little boy. Um, but yeah, really funny dude. I think you'd really like him. Uh, he has a whole bit about shopping at Kmart. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't shop at Target or anything. I don't think I'm better than anybody. Um, so yeah, I, I think it would be right up your alley. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is all promo for his special. Done. I'm in. So Nate Bargatze, um, we'll have to definitely check him out. But let's start with this this list here. Um, so in our bracket in the, the Northwest region, we've got dollar menus versus free refills. <laughs> uh, Rambo, kick us off, man. Which one? Like, All right. Which one so you, which so one's my, more my overall assessment of this, like greatest average American ties further into what is going to affect the greatest number of people overall? What are more people going to be, uh, what's going to be more important to more people? Free refills, man. Like, dollar menus are still like a relatively new concept. In, like, in my head, I say as I think about the fact that they've been around for 20 plus years. Um, but a free refill, that's like a baseline foundation. Like, you take that away, we're gonna have a fucking problem. Like, anytime I'm going to a restaurant, they're like, oh, no, no, we, we charge, 
separate for separate drink for, for each each drink. I'm like, I oh, I thought this was fucking America. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 100% going for your refills. MC. What do Americans love more than anything? Freedom. Free shit. Yes. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> So you're telling me I get to choose between paying for shit and getting something for free. Always go with the free shit. <laughs> like dollar menus are cool, but I'm also fat. So there's like very, there, there are very few times whenever I'm somewhere and I'm like, yeah, I'll just get something on the dollar menu. Odds are I'm probably just going to get the full price version of whatever, because I want more of whatever it is. How, flip side of that. I like going to the movies. I like going to restaurants. There's nothing better than the free refill. So you're telling me I can have as much of this as I would like for as long as I'm sitting here. Yes. <laughs> free refill. Oh, man. I ate on my popcorn before the movie started. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. No, no. I got this. Free refill. Bingo. Bro. It's funny. I, I was thinking, like, I read free refill. My brain immediately the drinks. The drinks but I didn't yeah. think about the fact, like, no. Free, free popcorn. Yeah. Oh, getting, yeah. Uh, Red Robin is, like, refills on fries. Excuse no. Give me, me more of that shit. Excuse yeah. me. Chips and motherfucking salsa. Thank <laughs> you. I was just about to say that. <laughs> free refills. This is not even, like, a challenge. Like, I mean... Dollar menus is cute and everything. Appetizer, just keep bringing them chips and salsa out. Exactly. All right, next <laughs> one. <laughs> who's taking Who's taking on free refills in the next round? Is it ranch dressing or drive-throughs? Um, I'm gonna start on this one, and then we'll go MC and Rambo. Uh, I feel like this is a, a no contest. I feel like drive-throughs. Okay, ranch dressing is great and all. Like, you know, it's a good dip. But drive-throughs, like especially now in a pandemic, drive-throughs have been a fucking hero. Like, we don't want to go inside restaurants until every single person in this family is vaccinated. Like, we have established that. We are not going inside restaurants. And drive throughs have become a savior. Like, I am going to restaurants that I haven't been to in years. And I'm like, wait, maybe I should give this place a shot again because their food ain't half bad. We talked about it earlier in the group, the fucking Arby's, man. Like, you can get delicious food in a bag through your car window. That wins every single time in my book. drive throughs all the way. Facts. Yeah, no. Um, here's the thing. When you're young, ranch dressing is awesome. Then you, you grow up and you realize it's it's kind of mid-tier in terms of dressing for for for, for most things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is not a contest. This is very easily drive-throughs. Ranch dressing is the sal- it is the trailer park of salad dressings. Yeah, right? it's like still good you know there's nice trailers yeah. out there. No, yeah, it's, it's not bad like I, I, w- I won't turn it down but it would never be like my first or like second third or fourth choice <laughs> i wouldn't get it out of bed not that i also wouldn't be the first to invite it <laughs> yeah, exactly like, right ranch ranch dressing something you settle with right like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> not to mention check this out depending on where you go you can get ranch dressing at a drive-thru. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You ended up, you, you win all day. Rambo, what about you, man? Ranch dressing or drive-thru? It is more important to the average American to have things be convenient. Drive-thrus. Boom. Drive-thrus, 100%. Oh, see, this one's an easy one for me, too. Okay, so we got another matchup that is just, it's not even close. Like, chain restaurants versus Crocs. Man, fuck Crocs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I'm saying, I'm saying this thinking of Red Robin. I'm thinking of um, 
Outback Steakhouse. I'm thinking of Olive Garden. I'm thinking of Joe's Crab Shack. I'm thinking of motherfucking Applebee's, the shittiest of all chain restaurants. I would still take Applebee's over a pair of bullshit Crocs. Fucking chain restaurants all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to co-sign chain restaurants and tell a relatively short story of the when I lived in D.C. and I was uh, planning to meet up with some friends. I was wearing flip-flops. Uh, Because it was like the middle of summer. And at that point, I was like comfortable with having my feet out. So I get all the way to Union Station. The uh, strap on my flip-flop breaks. And I'm like, ah, fuck. So, you know, I'm I'm walking around. Like, ah, okay, there's there's a shoe place there. So it's one of these fancy shoe places where everything's like $200 and and up. So I'm like, hey, what's the cheapest thing you got? And they, they show me a pair of Crocs. And it was the first time I'd ever seen Crocs in person. So my options were, I can buy these Crocs right here, make it to go meet up with my friends on time, or walk home with one good flip-flop and put actual (laughs) shoes on. Guess which one I chose? (laughs) I'll take the the broken flip-flop. Yeah. Yeah. Chain restaurants. Very easily. This is this is not a contest. It reminds me of that fucking thing from The Simpsons when Homer's in New York City and he's like starving and he's like, oh oh oh, we know he's thirsty and he's like, man, what can I have? The guy's like, uh, you can have Mountain Dew or crab juice. Oh, <laughs> Homer goes, oh, I'll take the crab juice. Crab juice. <laughs> <laughs> I have never worn a pair of Crocs. I have heard that they're incredibly comfortable. Um, I will have to take your word for it. Um, because, yeah, I of, of the two, like, eating is more important to me. Yeah, chain restaurants. And, and, like, the comfort of, like, being, you know, traveling somewhere and, you know, like, you're hungry and you look and you see, oh, there's a fucking Sonic over there. I'm going to get lunch. There's something like I remember that being a point of um, discussion in uh, a shitty, shitty job I had when I was doing door to door sales. And there and the question was was put forward. Why is McDonald's the number two most successful restaurant in the world? And consistency. That's exactly what it was. If you get a Big Mac in fucking Iran, it's going to taste like a Big Mac if you get it in Indiana. Like, there you go. It ain't great, but you know what you're getting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, let's finish up this bracket right here. Oh, this one's easy, too. White tube socks or reclining chairs? Recliner chairs. Fucking recliners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, because, yeah. Go ahead, MC. (laughs) No, I was going to say, like, this entire right side of this is complete, like, these matchups don't make sense. If you really wanted to make this difficult, you make drive-thrus and chain restaurants one, and then mm-hmm. you make us actually have to choose between ranch dressing and Crocs, which I don't think either of us really <laughs> want to do. Let's just blow or, up the or white, where white, this tubes, game. white tube socks and Crocs. Hey, would like, you rather be punched in the chest or kicked in the balls? <laughs> like, man, like both yeah. of them are pretty would shitty. You ra- <laughs> would you rather kick a door with a oh, with shut the oh god, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> How dare you? How uh, dare you bring that back? Oh, man. Yeah, no. Do that. 
Fuck white tube socks, man. Like, white tube socks are like, I feel like everybody has a pair, but every single time you reach into your sock drawer, you're like, ah, not those fucking socks. I'm not wearing those. Like, why do I even have these? Like, yeah, I haven't worn white tube socks in like probably like 20 years. Like, recliners are the greatest thing ever. And now that I'm a dad, it's okay. It doesn't matter whose house I'm in. Like, when that was a thing, when you could leave your house. Like, it doesn't matter whose house I'm in. If I'm in a recliner, I am legally obligated to fall asleep in it. And it's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> Consensus recliners, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fucking white tube socks are an afterthought. Like, yeah. that's what you pick up when you have no other options. Yeah. Um, yeah. So recliner, it, again, what is more important to the average American? Comfort. Yeah. Fucking yeah. recliner. So we flip to the other side of the bracket. These are also easy choices, in my opinion. All-you-can-eat buffet or Costco hot dogs. I mean, we're talking, like, cheap fucking hot dogs versus, like, I pay a set amount of money and then I can eat until I'm, I've am i lost all my self-respect. I'm going with all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, consensus again. Yeah. <laughs> the all-you-can-eat buffet is, uh, one, Costco hot dogs um, are elitist. Uh, <laughs> Because in order to get the Costco you hot dog, have a membership. you need to have the Costco membership, precisely. <laughs> um, the all-you-can-eat buffet welcomes all manner of filth. Come, feast for fourteen ninety-nine, including a drink. You can have as many plates of instant mashed potatoes as you like. <laughs> Enjoy. We have a software machine. Have at it. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're gonna make. Twelve dollars off of every plate sold. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, our pizza buffets too. Yeah, Just the, it's the ones that like I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, thank God those things were gross. Well, you know what? I liked being able to pay a set amount to be a fat ass and like be able to know I'm getting my money's worth. Is yeah. it the best food? Probably not. Am I going to be very happy? Absolutely. Am I going to fall <laughs> into a food coma otherwise? Yes. Yes. MC, you might you might be familiar with this place. There's a place over in College Park called Sea Depot. Yep. Yep. Sea yep. Depot yep. has that fucking that Chinese uh, buffet next to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mike, we're going to have to take a trip someday. Yeah. One, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we have to. I mean, I've I've been known to to enjoy an all-you-can-eat buffet. So, so the buffet, and and that's the thing. The buffet, it's not great. It's good. It's good. It's it's a nice solid baseline, but it's just copious amounts of mostly Chinese food, but also like standard American food. Yeah. Um, but Sea Depot is a. I mean, they can sell new stuff too, but it's mostly just used records, CDs. And DVDs and Blu-rays. Well, hell yeah. And it's just packed to the fucking gills. Like, it's so awesome. I'm excited. Uh, and that combination, oh, it's wonderful. Our next one. Oh, this, see, this is an easy choice for me. American cheese singles or cargo shorts. 
maybe this is going to be controversial because some of you guys might not choose the same thing. I'm going with cargo shorts. And the reason why is because, one, I don't give a fuck about fashion. Who's going to make fun of my shorts? I'm a dad and I have a gut. I don't give a fuck. But I want to have enough pockets to carry my stuff, my wife's stuff, my daughter's stuff, and my son's stuff if I need to when we go to, like, Disney World, things like that. I want the cargo shorts because of, like, convenience and because I like being a pack mule when we go places. What do you say, MC? Yeah, I mean, this for me, I mean, it, this is very easily cargo shorts, shorts for two reasons. One, I'm very happy that we've been working from home because the thing I hate the most about having to go out in the summertime is that my job requires us to wear pants. Right. I, pri- I prioritize comfort over literally everything. If I could, if, if, if it became okay to to wear shorts to work in the summertime when it's super hot outside i would do it every day because yeah comfort over anything and the second thing who doesn't love extra fucking pockets i mean (laughs) so it's so convenient (laughs) tell you what too you know not only not only is are they convenient you're making a stand against the fashion industry because the fashion industry typically does not put pockets on women's clothing so by you there wearing you cargo cargo shorts you're saying to any woman who wants to be fashionable baby i got you whatever you need i will carry it for you because you, you were burdened with this awful curse of no pockets i will carry this load for you Can, consider me your purse exactly gotcha. done and done <laughs> <laughs> Plus, American cheese is overrated. Okay, first of all. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> first of all, I will not brook any slander. <laughs> um, it's funny, like, for the longest time before I got as fat as I am now, uh, I had like three pairs of cargo shorts that I would just interchange um, pretty consistently uh, for comfort. Um, but you know what I never did? use those extra pockets never once just didn't happen um so for that and that alone i i could easily just be like ah fuck them um i have since straightened up to the basketball short it's much more comfortable easy to take on take off uh you know yeah it's 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 nice and airy it's about as close as guys are are socially acceptable allowed to to wear in terms of you know something that breezy without going to the kilt um <laughs> which also why the fuck are kilts so expensive they're like a hundred dollars this is bullshit anyway um that's a whole other rant uh so that alone would push me toward american cheese um but i fucking love american cheese <laughs> <laughs> Almost nothing melts like it. It is the ideal cheese for a grilled cheese sandwich. It's true. Um, yeah. It like you know it it. I, and, and to be clear, I'm not talking about fucking processed cheese food. That shit doesn't melt. <laughs> That's not okay. That's unsettling. No, American cheese. Um, like when I get a, a fucking uh, a cheese steak, fucking cheese whiz. Put that shit on there. I want that neon orange, spreadable, quote-unquote cheese. So, yeah. No, I got to go American Cheese Singles. We are all entitled to our opinions, I suppose. Um, no, I actually – I agree. There are certain things that American cheese is better on. For instance, a breakfast sandwich, 
I need like oh, yeah. if if you're doing scrambled eggs, um, American cheese is the better cheese because it melts right. Same thing if you're doing like a sausage egg and cheese sandwich, bacon egg and cheese sandwich, those sorts of things. Um, grilled cheese, yeah, for sure. And it's, I just again, I I need the cargo shorts. Maybe it's re- residual from being in the military because the military pants style has cargo pockets all over the fucking place. And like I was like, this is really goddamn convenient. And then I was like, they make them in shorts too. Well, fuck yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, what else do Americans love? Options. Options. It's true. I can, I can have my cargo shorts, and my basketball shorts. Yeah. Fair you enough. Combine, yeah. You find a way to combine those two things together, and goddamn. And wear the basketball shorts under the cargo shorts, just in case. <laughs> just in case. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. A game might break out. You might have to be exactly. Some hoops, yeah. <laughs> you break away cargo <laughs> shorts. Break away cargo. <laughs> All right, this one I feel like is an is an easy bucket right here. Pickup trucks or continental breakfast? Um, if I'm gonna stay in a hotel, I want free breakfast. Continental breakfast all goddamn day. Yeah. Yeah, I'd same. And even though I've been spoiled by, like, going to hotels like further out in uh, in Virginia because I know that they will have actual breakfast <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> if I if I uh, if I you know so need to. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I mean, I have no use for a pickup truck. Like, kind of in the breakfast. They are convenient in a pinch. And let me tell you, when you need to move some something, you always lean on the person that has the the pickup truck. But this this is true. Yeah. But speaking purely as the fat guy, I'm going with the food option here. Agreed. You know this this other side of the bracket has been really eye opening. Um, <laughs> because you know I can respect the choices you guys are making. I can, I, you know, that's the, you gotta live your life. But, uh, I have never had a hotel breakfast whose quality was high enough to outweigh the convenience and utility of a pickup when used particularly for moving. Goddamn American pickup. <laughs> never once, never once. At best, at best, you're going to get some scrambled eggs. Uh, a waffle you make yourself, which is really about the novelty, not about the waffle itself. True. Um, some cold bagels, uh, and a fruit salad that is mostly honeydew. And you know what I say about that? <laughs> Fuck you, honeydew melon. Hey, honeydew is underrated. Yeah. False. Not false. <laughs> My hot take. Not. My hot take. Now I will say honeydew. I will say honeydew with the bullshit sweetener that they put that a lot of places put on it. That shit is gross. That shit can can go to hell. <laughs> Most melon, I am like, you know what? You you go to hell and you tell them where I sent them. Sent you. <laughs> Fucking cantaloupe and honeydew are the filler of fruit salads. Oh yeah, well I agree on cantaloupe. I'm I'm not a fan. I don't want anything. <laughs> not a fan. Cantaloupe is, cantaloupe is a son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, Pickups are getting shit done. Continental breakfasts are like, all right, yeah, okay. I guess we'll just... You know, and, and also, also, you know what? Fucking continental breakfast tends to end at like 7 o'clock. Fuck that shit. That is really annoying. That's true. <laughs> I'm being swayed right now. And honestly, like, the more and more I think about it, I've never owned a pickup truck, but I could use a pickup truck i mean granted i treat my minivan like it's a fucking pickup truck because there's shit in the back of that thing all the time but like 
I, I could be swayed, you know? I just like free shit. And, you know, like, I, we've also stayed in some really nice hotels that have had some dope continental breakfasts. Uh, like, that's, yeah. So I could I could go either way on this one. Um, I could change my mind now that I have money. Um, <laughs> but my life up until this point has been much, has been made much better by the use of a pickup than by the, the shitty free breakfast I've been offered in most hotels. And if the criteria is what what is the greatest average American, I mean, I would have to say pickup trucks. Yes. Yeah. I still like a continental breakfast, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, let's go to the next one. This is easy for me because I'm never wearing one of these fucking things. Um, mall walking versus sweater vests. Like, fuck a sweater vest. Like, no. I'm not wearing one of those goddamn things. I am all about mall walking, even though I'm not really about mall walking. It's just I hate sweater vests so much. It's like when the eagle it's like when the Eagles play the Cowboys. Like I fucking hate the Cowboys so much. I don't like the Eagles, but I fucking hate the Cowboys. Go Eagles. Like mall walking is the Eagles of this choice. Yeah, I'm with you. Especially because I, I'm I'm I I'm a I, I kinda enjoy window shopping. Um but especially if you know if I see something that I feel like could be beneficial. Yeah. So yeah. And, I, and the fat guy answer, Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's is in the mall. Thank you. Because I was just I was just thinking the Pentagon City. It's literally it's literally <laughs> the reason I go to Pentagon City because there's very little in that mall that I'm actually interested in shopping. But I will go to the third floor, turn left off the escalator, and go to Auntie Anne's. Yeah. No, absolutely. Buck sweater vests. Um, I, I am a guy that when I watch like movies or TV shows and people are wearing hats indoors, and I don't mean like a baseball cap, I mean like a knit cap. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? How are you not sweating bullets right now? So the idea of wearing a sweater all goddamn day just <laughs> disgusts me. <laughs> I am affronted by it. <laughs> I will have nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, I'm not doing paperwork in the fucking great outdoors. No. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Mall walking is good for seniors. <laughs> Sweater vests are good for no one. They're an easy identifier of douchebags, though. Yeah, usually. Yeah, 100%. You see somebody wearing a sweater vest, you're pretty much just like, yeah, you're probably a piece of shit. Most likely. Odds are pointed in your favor. Mall walkers? Not so much. Mall walkers yeah. are, are fucking salt of the earth, man. Those are good people right there. They're living their lives. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. And they're not going to give you shit for not opening your business yet? They're going to um, give you shit if the mall's not open. Yeah. That's true. This is true. It's but yeah. True. I think we've, we've learned a lot about ourselves. In this, in this uh, first first round of this uh, tournament, we'll we'll come back to this because goddamn we have run late. Um, yeah, we'll we'll finish the rest of this and see who's crowned champion of the greatest average American. But now I gotta check out Nate uh, Bargatze. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Nate Bargatze is fucking hysterical. There you go. We'll have to check that out, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, we really really do appreciate it. Uh, for all of you out there who continue to subscribe, who continue to share the word. Um, we love you. We appreciate it. We really do. Uh, big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to James Rambo for their contributions on this podcast, as always. Make sure you check out the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great content. Lots of great podcasts. We're just going to keep doing more stuff, too. We have lots of cool things coming up on the horizon. 
but for all of us here, we're getting through this. It's getting better. Um, I can't remember how many million Americans have actually been vaccinated. So this is a really, really good sign. We're moving in the right direction. But remember, keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks. Try to be as kind as you possibly can to people um, in this trying time that we're all existing through. Because remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!